This is three women and a bottle of wine. Three friends. Three former TV reporters. And one bottle of wine. Delving into whatever interests us. News, not news. What affects our lives? Because it's probably affecting yours too. I'm Kim Inslee. I'm Lynn Melling. And I'm Julie Barkey. And now on with the pod. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Three Women and a Bottle of Wine. I'm Kim Inslee. And I'm Lynn Melling. We are recording this episode over Zoom during a very unprecedented time. That's right, everybody. And I'm Julie Barkey, and we are currently in the midst of navigating the coronavirus crisis. It's been a very tragic and a crazy time for people around the world, and of course, right here in Minnesota. Yeah, everybody's in the thick of it. We've got the coronavirus crisis and then the economic impact crisis, of which is still unfolding. Um, and it really started with the hospitality and the tourism industries that were really disappeared, wiped out right as the spring, the summer season were getting underway. Yeah, and here in Minnesota, the North Shore is, of course, a beloved destination spot. Our guest today is the president and CEO of Visit Duluth, which is the gateway to the North Shore and a destination all its own. Anna Tansky, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So just um, you've been there in Duluth in the industry for a while. Tell us about um, what you've seen over the years and, and your experience there. You know, it's been amazing to have the opportunity to build my entire hospitality career here in my beloved Twin Ports, my hometown. And, um, you know, I've been here to see us come back after 9-11. I've been a part of the recovery after the terrible financial crisis, the horrific flooding in 2012. And now we are you know, waiting for our chance to emerge from COVID. When you say waiting for your chance to emerge, how do you kind of air quotes around stage out? You know, what do you do to kind of prepare? Well, it's something that when you're a marketing organization for an entire destination, you have to be so sensitive because we take the responsibility of really um, being here for all of our industry partners who are hurting so deeply. We have been subtly um, reminding people through social media that we are here and we will be here and eager to welcome everyone back. We ran a 30-day campaign on all our social platforms that was called the 30 Days of Giveaways, where we actually went out just as um, all of the restrictions were sort of being put into place. We rushed out to purchase gift cards from um, about $4,000 worth of gift cards from a variety of our hospitality businesses. And every day was a very exciting giveaway and had a lot of engagement and an opportunity for us to really connect with people, you know, in a time when we're a little bit disconnected. Great idea and investing in the future there. So Duluth, um, there was a recent Star Tribune article and it said Duluth uh, recorded about $12.4 million in tourism tax revenue last year. So this is a huge industry for the the city of Duluth and the surrounding community. What, what has it looked like to have all of those people laid off? What does that mean for the city itself in the months and, and years ahead? You know, it is Duluth's third largest industry. And, you know, it's not just the economic impact, which is significant. The, the tax dollars themselves, of course, are a direct hit to the city's budget and our industry. And the overall economic impact, we generate $957 million in economic activity throughout Duluth because we welcome 6.7 million visitors every year. 
And what's so significant is in a community our size, where we're not even 90,000 people, residents within the city, um, you know, it is why communities like Duluth and then our smaller neighbors to the north feel this so profoundly because we're an industry of people. Our workforce center typically will assist about 800 people with unemployment and other services at this time of year. And um, they just announced today they've helped over 18,000. And we know a significant majority is in our industry. And you know, people are the heartbeat of tourism and it's people visiting, it's the people serving and um, providing those services and it's the business owners. So it is um, devastating to see how this has just um, had such a, a devastating impact, but also when you feel it in your core and you know how badly people are hurting. But Hospitality is hospitality, and what you do see is so many people reaching out to each other, the business owners lifting each other up, coming together. And um, so that, you know, when we see this type of crisis, this is like something we've never experienced in our lifetime. I hope we never do again. But we have a community here that is pulling together, and we've seen it happen before, and I know it's going to happen again. Can you, can you talk about a little bit more just about the resilience of the area? I mean, when you live on the North Shore of Minnesota, it's cold, it's dark, you have to be really hardy to li live there. Um, do you An think image of Paul Bunyan comes to mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and full disclosure, it is one of my favorite places. I was born in Duluth. I like to brag about that to people a lot. So, you know, maybe that's why I'm so resilient, ladies. Who knows? <laughs> but um, can you just talk about the character of the place and how, you know, people coming together and just elaborate a little bit on that? I think, you know, you really hit on it. It is the, it's the character of the people and it is the, um, the fiber that weaves us all together is the fact that we choose to be here. We didn't just happen to come to live in this beautiful part of the country. We, we choose it because it is ingrained in everything that we do, everything that we value. We cherish the natural beauty and um, now more than ever, I think that's really resonating with not just the people who live here, but the people who want to come here. So it draws us all together because it's not always easy to live here. It is, um, you know, the, I will say on a, on a crisp winter morning when it's 20 below wind chill or colder, there's nothing like seeing the beautiful, spectacular sea smoke coming off of Lake Superior. And, um, you know, there's a lot of wonder and beauty even when mother nature is sort of slapping you right in the face with it. So there's something about that element that is a common denominator, whether you're in a small community along the North shore or you're in the mid-sized urban setting of Duluth or points in between. It really is, um, it's hard to put your finger on it, but there is something there in that character. So Anna, things are going to, they, they will morph. We will be getting back to normal, whatever that new normal looks like. How should people start planning if they are planning a trip up to the North Shore? North Shore, What are some of your recommendations? How can they roll into something like this and still feel safe, secure, and enjoy the beauty? You know, that is so, um, so relevant right now. And I think it's a message that will resonate for months to come. 
we are actually collaborating with our neighboring destinations on the Iron Range and along the North Shore to work together because even as things do phase in and people start to move about, um, it will take a little bit of time for them to have confidence to do that. And we're really all going to capitalize on the fact that Mother Nature gives us natural social distancing. And we have a lot of space uh, uh, without a lot of people. And so we really want to share that message that we are open, we will be open, and that our lake is big enough for everyone. And we really want people to be here, be on our trails, be out in our communities. And, um, you know, that's the messaging that we're going to carry forward. And you don't have to be an extreme enthusiast of mountain biking or hiking or, you know, um, any of those types of sports. It's, it's open to everyone and every level. And I think that's something now that people will come to appreciate more than we ever have before. I'll admit, I, I'm a one who'd probably be taking more advantage of the city itself and the restaurants and the aquarium and everything. But you bring up a really good point. I mean, okay, uh, right now we are in mid-April. This will publish after that. But right now you can fish, you can hunt, you can boat. So what does it look like now in terms of what is available to people. Um, and if they did come there, could they stay somewhere? How does that look? They can stay here. We are, of course, not promoting that um, now in April, but in a few weeks, I think that will be a very different story. And as we continue to write the next chapters and the next ones that come be, you know, following that, we will become more and more open. Our lodging properties are primarily open. We're fortunate that we have a number of restaurants that have continued to be able to operate um, at a minimum with the curbside and um, delivery so that we're able to service the people who are here visiting us for those reasons. And as we see these phases um, of opening and the restrictions slowly lifted, we will see stores and attractions and um, all, everyone's favorite places really begin to open as it is indicated and safe to do so by the regulations that we are all following very carefully. And we will be very much um, in tune with the sentiment of visitors and the messages that they want to hear. We're not just gonna jump right in and, and be celebrating that we're here and we're open for business. We will be um, healing and sensitive to really what that tone is and how we deliver that message because we do care about our workers and their safety as well as the safety of our visitors because we need everyone to be healthy in order to move the economy forward. Do you anticipate, you know, with travel restrictions and people not moving freely about the country as much as they have been, do you anticipate more Minnesotans coming up to Duluth who may have not been, or over to Duluth, I suppose, that haven't been there before, that haven't experienced the North Shore? Are you anticipating any just local increase in local traffic? We really are anticipating that. And it's always been um, a market that we focus on within Minnesota. And, um, you know, we've really made a concentrated push in Rochester the last several years because of the tremendous growth that we've experienced um, down at Mayo. 
that is bringing in a, another, you know, um, whole different segment of people working in Minnesota who aren't necessarily even from the Midwest or the United States. And so for us, that's an opportunity to really do some outreach and share the beauty of our entire region and, and welcome them to our community, possibly for the first time. But we also really treasure the many generations and traditions of Minnesota visitors who have long-standing memories of coming here. And we really want to share both messages. And we also concentrate heavily on a drive market. And um, we're not alone in that, of course. Many of um, the regions uh, within Minnesota that are neighboring destinations do the very same thing, which is why we're coming together and really showing how diverse our region is and we're very very different geographically from the rest of the state but also um, just the natural elements that are so unexpected and really can't be found anywhere else so we are going to be um, again rolling out into our traditional markets within minnesota wisconsin iowa north and south dakota we really really hope um, to see the borders with canada open safe because our neighbors to the north are a tremendous segment of our visitor base and that's true all the way along the North Shore and so um, that will be critical for us to to hopefully be able to welcome our Canadian neighbors back to the US and we're stretching a little further this year into markets like Omaha where um, you know maybe we haven't been able to capture many of those visitors in the past but with people tending to be, uh, again, a little more cautious and maybe not taking a fly destination vacation. Mm -hmm. We're hoping they wanna hop in the car and the family truckster and head our way because we, we really do have something for everyone no matter what they're looking for in that vacation experience. For a first timer, say a weekend in Duluth, um, and I don't wanna spill all your secrets, but I mean, what, what would be a great <laughs> two, three day weekend there? Oh, so many options. You know, I think the, you really have to give yourself time to take in the lake and it never gets old as someone who has lived here for more than five decades and um, it just never, ever gets old. And so I think it's taking in the scenic beauty first and foremost to get really capture what is so amazing and remarkable about Lake Superior and and all of its elements from throwing rocks in along the shore right in canal park to exploring up by brighton beach where it's it's a whole different feel and far more remote you know than than being in the heart of our downtown and the sandy beautiful beaches of park point it's like you're in another world and yet you are still right in the heart of our city and from there i would say you know it is the opportunities to get out on the water whether it's on a kayak or if you want to take a harbor cruise because you would rather have someone show you the sights <laughs> and you see Duluth, you know, from a completely different perspective when you're on the water, not just looking at the water. So there's just some great ways to get out um, charter fishing or if it's winter and you're a first timer here, you want to be able to maybe go snowshoeing or skiing or ice fishing, God forbid. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's those types of things where you can be indoors, you can be outdoors. The amazing arts and culture scene with our beautiful historic Glensheen mansion, that estate is spe spectacular year round our wonderful theater and we have, you know, a tremendous symphony and so many um, 
options for people who maybe aren't an outdoor enthusiast as much as they are just wanting to take in a different vibe. And the culinary scene is just exploding. And our Lincoln Park Craft District is really sort of experiencing this tremendous renaissance of a neighborhood that was um, really struggling. And we have seen that evolve into um, just a dynamic and really hip culture of the breweries and the cideries and distilleries and um, eateries. And so you can just go and go and go. And there's handcrafted artisan um, shops all lining the streets now where before it was empty storefronts. So there's just an energy um, and there's something really for everyone so that you can customize that. I would say three day or four day getaway. <laughs> yeah. I guess, but you know, that's just yeah. me. There's just something about when you come over that hill and you see the lake, it's just like mm -hmm. the knot in my stomach, like the anxiety that I carry around with me all the time just kind of melts away. I don't know what it is. My husband always comments on it. He's like, oh, we're going over the hill and it's going to be in a much better mm -hmm. mood now. <laughs> <laughs> you see that lake and it's just every, all is right with the world. It's magical. Yeah, I can, I, I can see it in your, the pictures that you post. It's like your absolute happy place. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, Anna, you got me with the, the artisan stuff and the, the food <laughs> and the beer and everything. It's like, okay, that sounds fantastic. And so much to see there. Well, we're going to take a little bit of a break. And then when we come back, we're going to do something we call our final flight. Three Women and a Bottle of Wine is supported by 515 Productions. 515 Productions is a video production business with base camps in Minneapolis and Des Moines, Iowa. Ian and his crew understand the art of creative storytelling, and they know how to make video look fantastic. Learn more at 515productions.com. Our logo was created by Aaliyah DeSalt, a creativity guru offering art workshops to everyone from business executives to book clubs because we all have untapped creative potential just waiting to be unleashed. You can find her contact information on our website. You can stay up to date on our podcast by checking out our website, threewomenandabottleofwine.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where you'll find behind the scenes photos and of course, much, much more. Be sure you don't miss an episode. Subscribe to our show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for the final flight with our guest, Anna Tansky of Visit Duluth. Here's a quick round of questions just to get to know our guest a little bit better, Anna. Okay, I'm going to go first. What are your top three places to get a burger between Duluth and the <laughs> Canadian border? Not to put you on the spot. Well, I would, that's easy to start because in Duluth, if I'm having a burger, it's probably going to be a wild rice burger, oh, even though I yes. am a total carnivore. You can't go wrong at Vickers Brewhouse. The pub burger is to die for. You can't miss it. And if I'm on my way up the shore, I would stick with my wild rice theme and I would want to stop at Bluefin for their wild rice omelet because these are things you can't get anywhere else and they are amazing. They do it so well. And then if I'm going up toward Grand Marais, I would veer off to Nanabijou Lodge. And if you have not seen this place, it is a sight to see in and of itself, yeah, but their food amazing. is amazing. And they have tremendous burgers and everything they do, they do to perfection. And it is just, you have to take it all in. Well, you gave us a nice lodge recommendation. I know there are many, but let's say that you are camping. So what would be your preference, tent or trailer? 
That's also easy. I'm a, I'm admittedly not a camper. I we had a trailer for a few years and um, love being outdoors and experiencing it. But I'm probably more of a resort girl, but a glamper <laughs> instead. Oh, for sure, yeah. love it. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, Anna, what's your favorite season around the North Shore? You know. I, I know the easy answer is to say summer because we don't get a whole lot of it. Um, and I do love it. It's spectacular, but I cherish our winters too. I'm a snowshoer. I am not an avid, um, hardcore winter person by any means, but it is scenery and beauty and peace that you just can't really find. I don't think anywhere else in the country. I know I'm biased. So I would say um, summer is my favorite for temperatures, but you just can't beat the beauty of winter here. And I love the falls. I think it is just mm -hmm. absolutely spectacular up there when the colors are, are full, full on. You've been absolutely a pleasure and a treasure to have on our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Cheers, ladies. I Cheers. really appreciate the opportunity so much. Some notes following this conversation. Anna tells us as of mid-July, about 50% of those 18,000 people who weren't working are back on the job. Since Memorial Day weekend, hotel occupancy rates are slowly increasing. Most major attractions are open with social distancing and some restaurants are offering indoor dining. Always call ahead to check. Anna says recovery is happening, but it will take time. In the meantime, check out the hashtag DreamNorthMN for information on Duluth, Visit Cook County, and Iron Range Tourism. Thanks, everybody, and we'll catch you next time on Three Women and a Bottle of Wine. <laughs>